0: Welcome to the Calvary Cast, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission.
1: Hello, listeners of the cast. <laughs> uh We're not going to stop. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going with the uh, the coughing going on in the background, <clears throat> and the uh, you okay over there? Wow. I hope this the Rona
0: got me. Maybe
1: the Rona, got,
0: Rona got you. Rona baby. got me. No, I don't know what it is. I went. We went biking yesterday. And it was kind of windy. It was nice, but mm. it was windy with chill. And then when I got done, it was all this ho uh, and a coffee that's carried into today. Mm. Into right now, even.
1: Yeah. I just heard a weird buzz on my headphones. Maybe it's my headphones. I don't know. Hopefully this doesn't annoy We people. have a
0: lot of interference going on right now. This this is maybe we're not meant to this do this. This is a this. terrible start. Yeah. Maybe we're not meant to terrible do this. Terrible
1: start. Wow, <laughs> well, anyway, welcome to. Yeah,
0: and that's sad. And it doesn't look like your thing is plugged in
1: all the way. Wait, I mean, that's why it's not working.
0: It was. I could see the little bar on there. Wow, what a disaster!
1: And you'd think by the fiftieth episode, this oh, is fifty. This is our fifty, and it's all that we messed would have up figured it up, figured it out. But Maybe we should
0: do some editing. Uh, yeah. Clean it
1: up for the fiftieth. I know. I don't know if people like to hear us be stupid at the beginning of a podcast or not.
0: I don't know. I haven't had enough feedback from that. We should do like a census.
1: No, we might get our feelings hurt.
0: No, we have hurt. You know, some people don't like banter. Some people do. That's why there's there's the there's radio the talk show hosts in the morning, mm-hmm. which I can't stand. Not talk show hosts, but you know what I mean. The yeah, the DJs, D- DJs in the morning. And they yeah. just banter about yeah. stupid stuff. I can't stand that. Really? Really. I cannot stand it. It
1: depends on who it is. I suppose. Like, um, the one guy I can't stand, Jim Rome, he's a sports guy you can listen to. He's on, if you don't listen to sports, I find him so annoying. Hmm. But somebody like Dan Patrick, I find very funny. Okay. Good banter.
0: Okay. Well, so. maybe it is. So, I don't know. We're probably not great banters. Banterers.
1: <coughs> because most of our podcasts are <coughs> coughing and things like that, and then, uh. And then we talk about what episode we're on and how we're so excited that we made it to 50 episodes over a two-year period, which is, yeah. that's pretty poor podcasting. So did over. we start this two years two ago? Two years ago, yeah, this month again. It's the anniversary. Yeah. And the I guess uh, it seems longer than that, I
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know what that says to anything, but. Not for the person that's listening to this, it's, or for the person that's listening to this, they're thinking this is terribly long or three yeah. minutes into this thing and haven't said anything of yeah, substance.
0: Nothing of substance or hacking and coughing.
1: We haven't introduced ourselves for a long time, so in case you're new to the podcast, I'm Graham Parker, Associate Pastor. You are... Jess Jess Miller.
0: Miller. Lead Pastor.
1: Look at that. Lead
0: over Graham Parker (laughs) Pastor. (laughs) We
1: were in in sync there. So today, we on our 50th episode, we are going to talk about something. I'm excited to talk about this. This is something I've given a lot of thought to, and you've given a lot of thought to, and hopefully that comes through in our conversation. So what are we going to talk about today, Jess?
0: Biblical counseling.
1: Biblical counseling. Why are we talking about biblical counseling?
0: Well, I think for our church, um, we want people to understand what we mean when we talk about biblical counseling, Mm. and specifically because we've been recommending uh, that people go through at least the introductory part Mm -hmm. of... Uh, ACBC, right?
1: Yep, the Association uh, of Certified Biblical Counselors.
0: Yeah, and we're do- Some of us are doing some um, online training with them mm-hmm. this semester, mm-hmm. and so um, we have a number of our people doing that. So when we talk about it, we I guess we want people to understand what it is. Yeah, and plus I think it's very helpful to really be able to identify what is. Truly biblical counseling, mm-hmm. as opposed to what we'll talk about, just general Christian counseling yeah. that might be out there. Yeah. Um, and those kinds of things. So we just want a, just a very basic yeah, podcast on what, what that's about what so people understand is.
1: it. So, so let's start by defining biblical counseling. Do you have a definition, a working definition of biblical counseling?
0: I don't know how much of a working definition it is, but when I think <laughs> of biblical counseling is really just, uh, you know, a believer... Um, Giving counsel and guidance and wisdom to another believer okay. using the Bible. Hmm. So, in other words, it's actually the Bible giving the counsel, right? But it's the person that's pointing out the scripture to the per- other person. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. So, I think my I, I I was trying to think of a definition of it, and my definition would basically try and condense what you said into one sentence. And so, be this: biblical counseling is the skillful wise, personal application of the Word of God to the specific issues of life. Right. So in that, that it, it biblical counseling, to become an effective biblical counselor takes a lot of work and study and uh, understanding of the Word of God. Uh, it takes wisdom that only the Spirit of God can give, and then it's personal in that it's applied to, every person is unique, every situation is different. There's not one, it's not uh, uh, one size fits all, application right so that would be my my definition i have another definition here from randy patton uh who is i think teaching some of the sessions that are on this semester whatever of the uh winter online training and it's this uh, a biblical a biblical counselor is a christian who by the word through the spirit needs to grow and change humbly and lovingly trying to help someone else who needs to grow and change so that god gets the glory right because biblical counseling always it begins with the counselor first. Sure, I need God to work in me first. And I,
0: and I think it's understanding, even with that definition or the you know the rough one I gave and mm-hmm. you gave, um, we have to understand the biblical counseling should be happening all the time. Yes, and you don't have to be a, a biblical counselor to biblical. You don't counsel. have to have the certification no. title. I mean, you, you just think about it in your home as a parent. You're, uh if you have a child that tells a lie, and you're going to counsel that child. Yeah. And you're going to rebuke them using the Bible and you're going to train them in righteousness using the Bible. You're going to show them where God says it's wrong to lie. And then you're going to tell them what they're supposed to be doing, which is, you know, speaking the truth right. to others. And so, um, and you would use the Bible to do that. And you wouldn't even think about it really. No. You wouldn't think about, no. Oh, I'm biblically counseling right now, but that's what you're that's doing.
1: E- that's exactly it. Well, like we talked about with theology, why theology is so important. The R.C. Sproul quote, everyone's a theologian. The question is whether you're a good one or a bad one. I think the same is true in biblical counseling. Everyone's a biblical ca- a counselor. <laughs> the question is, are you a biblical counselor or not? Yeah. And so that's why we encourage, uh, last year we had a number of folks that did this training. This year we've got a number more. Hopefully every year we'll just make this available and people can do it. Because every you know in conversation all the time, Uh, you're counseling people, so to be wise.
0: And there will be those that just take this, a little bit of this training, and uh, it's not enough to become, you know, a certified counselor. And then some will go on to Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, for some, you'd want them to be able, you'd be able to say to them, hey, there's a a married couple that need Mm -hmm. to meet with some people and get some counsel. They're in Mm -hmm. hard times right now or whatever. And then there's, you know, there's that kind of more of the formal Formal, counseling that will be by somebody who's really spent some time in training and stuff and uh, have had opportunity to develop the skill of official biblical counseling or formal biblical
1: counseling. More formal, yeah.
0: And then you'd have more of the general doing what all of us should be doing. At times you're going to be brought into somebody's life who needs to hear what the Bible says about their particular problem or issue.
1: Yes, yeah. Uh, The Bible does, I think, address biblical counseling. It was often called newthetic counseling, which comes from a Greek word I don't know.
0: Nuthenteo, I think it is.
1: Which means?
0: Uh, s- something to the effect of counseling or directing okay. or guiding or whatever that's used in the scripture, yeah. That used to be the term right. that
1: was used. Nank is what it used to be called. National yeah. Association of Nuthetic Counselors, I think. Um, I always think about Romans fifteen fourteen, which talks where Paul says to the church in Rome, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. Uh, so he's speaking that to the church in Rome, but really could apply to, should apply to every church. So as pastors over at Calvary Bible Church, we want to be able to say about the people of Calvary, we are satisfied about you, that you are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. Um, so that, that's it. Ephesians four, a passage we often, uh, think about with ministry to the church where, uh, Christ is given to the church, pastor, teacher, shepherd, elders, to equip the church, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And then he says, for the building up of the body of Christ. And then he goes on and describes what that looks like. And he says, you know, that we are speaking the truth in love to one another. And so that should be, uh, you know, how we are, the goal that we're built up, able to do ministry, and the way we do it, speaking the truth in love. Let, so let, let's actually answer this question. What makes biblical counseling biblical? And I think this is how Second Peter 1 speaks to that. Right. Because biblical counseling begins with the, the um, assertion that the Word of God is sufficient for every issue of life, and uh, we are also understand that we are dependent upon the Spirit of God, to bring about real change and transformation in the lives of people. Right. Through the, use it, working through the Word of God. Yeah. Um, so that's where I think Second Peter 1 really would relate to this conversation. Yeah,
0: and the reason this is pertinent is because there are some now in Christian counseling, or a lot actually, of Christian counselors who would say, yeah, I use the Bible— when I counsel people, but not the Bible alone. Right. So I use the Bible plus what I've learned as I've studied things of psychology mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, social sciences and the way people think and all that. And they call that integrationist, mm-hmm. right, type of counseling where you take the Bible, the be, you know, the best of the Bible, mm-hmm. and then you take the best of what the world right. offers. You kind of mix them together, and uh, that's how you counsel people. Right. Wouldn't I would say that's probably should we say the majority of Christian counseling thinks along those lines? Yeah, I don't know Christian if could,
1: counseling, Christian psychology, yeah, those kind of things. A lot of that
0: you're mixing uh, psychology and. Um,
1: it's almost as if the Bible is one tool in a shed of tools right, for yes. dealing with human problems. That's right. Yeah, um, and, and I th- th- I think the charge people will bring. You know, we we make the assertion. The Bible is sufficient for every issue of life. And so then people will immediately jump to, well, it doesn't speak to bipolar disorder mm-hmm. or schizophrenia or things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's that's where the Bible is not a textbook, you know, like the, the psych, psychiatrists have the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Psychological Disorders or whatever it is. Um, the Bible is not like that. It's not meant to be. Uh, that's where the skillful, wise application of it will f- it does apply to all the issues of mm-hmm. life. hmm So.
0: Right. And so what, and, and those, that's, I guess, when we deal with mental illness and things, mm-hmm. that's another topic. Yeah, right. But the reality is, um, for everyday life, uh, God has provided for us yeah. what we need mm-hmm. in his word to guide us and direct us. Mm-hmm. And that's why we use the Bible to counsel right. us in how to live. Right. And to please God, so... You know, Second Peter one three, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Uh, and there's this idea that what do we have through the knowledge of God, specifically in His Word, we have been given what we need mm-hmm. for life and godliness. Second uh, Timothy chapter three is another really important passage that deals with well i think it b- deals with uh, biblical counseling and he says in verse 16 all scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training righteousness that the man of god may be complete equipped for every good work in other words it's it's able to uh, it's got a completing work for mm. a person you know it's sufficient to guide us in life and and godliness here and uh in righteousness
1: and all of the like in verse 16 the things that 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 he says that the word of god does where it's profitable for teaching in in biblical counseling you're teaching for reproof for correction and for training and right so all the things that you're doing in biblical counseling the word of god is actually doing those things right and we need to be wise and diligent and even you know even we i not to go off on too big of a rabbit trail here but when thinking about like mental disorders like uh uh, schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or things like that the word of God does speak even to how we respond to those things mm-hmm. um and so again it, it, I think it does relate to every every issue of life um so let's uh ask this question then and we've already touched on it a little bit how is biblical counseling different from Christian counseling and when when we talk about this I just want to put a, a disclaimer here when we're talking about biblical counseling and perhaps people that are listening to us have gone to a Christian counselor, uh, have experience in Christian counseling. We have people in our church that have backgrounds in, uh, all sorts of different counseling things. Uh, some have done it for their profession. So we're not trying to, um, bash Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we're not saying that if you've ever gone to a Christian counselor or a secular counselor of any kind, that you're a bad person for that. Um, I think if if I were to come at this from like a, a a pastoral perspective, I think that the Christian counseling has has arisen because we've not done a good enough job <laughs> of learning how to apply the scriptures to the everyday issues of life. Right. Does that make sense?
0: And and not only that, that that is I think true. But we have somehow come to believe that um you know, the Bible is helpful, but not sufficient. Right. And in addition to that, that the church can sometimes be helpful, but the church isn't sufficient to help us. And we need trained professional counselors that, um, or, uh, you know, that know psychology and can, you know, tell me why I, I commit certain sins Mm -hmm. based on my life, you know, or what happened to me as a child or what, you know, and we've, we've, come to think of that instead of the simplicity of God saying, here's my word filled with my wisdom and admonition mm-hmm. and counsel and encouragement mm-hmm. and hope and commands and, yeah. you know, all of that now take this and minister this to each other.
1: Right. We don't really believe what God's word says. <laughs> I think is sometimes right. what happens yep. is the bottom line.
0: Well, I, we, Natalie and I once had a, about a three hour conversation with, uh, a couple, and the woman was into um, splunkna therapy, and I won't get into really what that <laughs> is, but it is a branch off of Christian, kind of a Christian uh, counseling, wow, uh, type of thing, and it's it's really odd. And I looked into it a lot at that time, and I don't think it's taken off much because of its. Uh, is it's it very
1: Splunkna odd. Is that like spelunking? So you do like counseling in a cave
0: no splunk the oh. word it comes from the greek word meaning uh, guts or bodies oh okay and uh it has to do with this uh, something to the effect of and, and if somebody will listen to this get mad at me for this <laughs> saying what they do but but it's something to the effect of your sins and your problems and your bad habits are energy within oh. your body and uh you've got to somehow get that to the surface and then we Uh, they literally will like tap on your skin at a certain point and get it to come out. That's why I say, you got the look on your face. Like that sounds really (laughs) weird, but it was a thing. And uh, this woman was uh, uh, she was coming to our church for a while and um, and they were looking to go further and they explained to me what uh, uh, further as far as in our church, like Mm. become a part of the church stuff. And I said, yeah, you have to understand that I could never recommend Mm -hmm. this you to anybody in our congregation. I don't believe in what you're doing. And so, well, anyway, we went and had a conversation with them, and and we talked about this for several hours. And I brought them to 2 Timothy 3 about the sufficiency Mm -hmm. of Scripture for people. And the husband actually looked at me, and he said, you know, just that works for you. And he pointed to the Bible, and then he said, but that doesn't work for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, it's that mentality that this is— this is useful at times it's like you said yeah. one tool that we can use to help people but we've got to have more than this and that's where it comes from
1: so as we think more about how biblical counseling is different from christian counseling i've just got i, I four kind of broad psychological therapies that are used today and maybe i can i'll try and briefly summarize those uh, from my psychology class I took in college. Uh, summarize those, and then we can maybe talk about a little bit why we think those are uh, deficient. Mm-hmm. Would that work? So the first one would be behavioral therapies, and the theory behind that is that that all behavior, normal and abnormal, is learned so we can correct wrong behaviors by teaching new and more satisfying ways of behaving. And I'll I'll also a- add this. With your secular psycholo- psychologists, and they, they're trying to do a good thing, Right, We're all trying to determine, uh, give meaning and purpose to life mm-hmm. and find out why we do the things that we do. But I just think that these things are deficient. And that doesn't mean that they don't find true things and say true things about the human experience. Um, we do learn bad behaviors, but we're not just simply uh, learning and need to learn new satisfying ways to live in order to have a good life. If I could put it that way. So that would be one. The other one would be like cognitive therapies or oftentimes cognitive behavioral therapy. And that is the idea that people suffer from misconceptions about themselves and the world. And those misconceptions can be overcome by learning new ways to think. So in a sense, the therapist is trying to find out how a person is thinking wrongly and then correct that thinking. So uh, perhaps you have an irrational fear of something. So, cognitive behavioral therapy, and I might be, if somebody could be more precise in this, but uh, you would basically try and, and overcome that fear if you have a fear of snakes, maybe get close and try and touch a snake and watch a video of snakes or something like that uh, to to learn that you don't really have anything to be fearful of. Mm-hmm. Tony,
0: Tony Robbins.
1: Tony Robbins. Does mm-hmm. he do that?
0: I think something like that. Really? I actually tried it on Natalie one time. And oh! Hit her in the forehead. It's the only time I ever <laughs> hit my wife in the face, and... Uh,
1: I think I watched a documentary about that. He <laughs> did he do like these sweat things where people got together and sweated in a room and somebody died.
0: It could be I don't know. But then there's the other like if you were afraid of like I, so Nellie was having trouble with mouse, mice or something so and I got left. her to think about mice and stuff and then you <laughs> pop them in the forehead <laughs> and you interrupt that. You know you interrupt their fear wow. or whatever it is. She got mad. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, with no, that's wife. The, yeah. I'm, let me counsel you now. <laughs> yeah, d- <laughs> don't <laughs> don't, don't try do this on your, on your on your own. <laughs>
1: uh, another. Uh, uh, therapy would be like group therapy something like AA and that would be you know the ins- the idea that you could gather with a group of people to gain insight about your problem and um, in the- in your behaviors and things like that and then the fourth would be like biological treatment so we're going to take a drug to fix a psychological issue um, things like that I think those are probably the four main broad headings I might be wrong I missed the spelunking therapy or whatever it's called Maybe that's an offshoot of one of these.
0: It's probably an offshoot, yeah.
1: That Um, sounds about right. But as I think about all of those things, here's what I I think. I think they're all deficient in understanding the whole of the human person. You know, they relegate human behavior down to just thinking Mm -hmm. or just actions or, uh, you know, like in a a group setting, there is absolutely value in groups. uh, But if you're gathering with a bunch of people that are all doing the same, like, you know, say you're all alcoholics or you're all porn addicts, uh, there's not really a lot of wise counsel that can be gained from somebody that's not, you know, you're all doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's missing a piece there. And then biological treatments only miss the spiritual component. Uh, You know, you're not just a body, you're a body and a mind, and you respond spiritually to physical problems, um, just as you respond physically sometimes to spiritual problems. Hmm. Um so that's why I think Christian counseling, if we're gonna take these ideas and integrate them with the Bible, you're you're missing a, a key thing and you're not you're not properly interpreting the issues that people are dealing with. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does
0: to me. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> So that's why I think we could say that biblical counseling is different from Christian counseling because again we're going back to the sufficiency of of the of the scriptures. Now let's can we talk quickly. What role does biblical counseling have in church in the church? Because that's what we're advocating for, really.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think it should be going on all the time, right? And not exclusively in the formal setting as we mm-hmm. talked about, but in conversations in the foyer, or it's um, small group, or amongst friends at yeah. coffee, or you know what have you. Um, That we should be using the Bible to encourage one another, spur one another on to love and good works, to rebuke at times, um, to correct and all the things that the second Timothy three says, you know? you know,
1: the Bible has another term, too. It's discipleship. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what yep. that's what we're really advocating for in a lot of ways. In discipleship, you're taking uh, a younger person in the faith mm-hmm. and bringing them along. And that's modeled a number of different ways. It's mm-hmm. through formal, I sit down and I teach the Bible to you. It's through, uh, here, come follow me as I follow Jesus in my mm-hmm. life and you mm-hmm. watch me how I interact with my wife and kids and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so really, biblical counseling is just another element of discipleship. It is, yeah. Um,
0: that's why we need to simplify it cause I, right. and simplify our understanding of it like, so that we don't, relegate it just to professional quote-unquote trained counselors
1: yeah i hope this isn't daunting for people as we talk about this but understand like it is just discipleship it's also the private ministry of the word when we talk about the ministry of the word there's two applications the public which is what we do on sunday morning Mm -hmm. and the private ministry of the word and the private ministry of the word is you sharing the truth of god's word with somebody else
0: yeah um, yeah, my sermons are a uh, uh, 35, 40-minute counseling session. <laughs> yeah. That's really what they right. are. Right. It's just not directed specifically to one person right. with their issues at that time.
1: And that's where biblical counseling is so helpful because it can do that. It can, like, I, I'm speaking directly <clears throat> to you and the issues that you're facing, and I'm applying the Word of God to directly to those issues. Yeah. Um, so
0: there will be times in the chur- life of the church, and if you're a part of the church, that you're going to be counseling somebody you need to make sure that you're counseling them with the Word of God. Yes. So it's also, ultimately, it's God's counsel through you. And if you want to be used in this type of ministry, like let's say you really have a heart to help people um, with the Bible and counsel them, um, the way to prepare for that ultimately is be in the Word all the time because you need to be reading the Word and studying the Word. You need to be astute with um at least systematic theology and becoming to ri- coming to right conclusions about the bible because that's what you're when you're counseling somebody and they're telling you about an issue or problem they have what needs to be happening as you're in that initial phase of assessment and listening to what the person is saying verses need to be coming into right. your mind and if you're not in the word all the time and you're just, you're kind of like, well, I think I heard a verse about this. you know. <laughs> uh, and you, But like, you need to be in the word. That's going to make you a, a person that's God can use to help other people.
1: And and you're talking as you're like, li- as you're saying is as, as you're listening to somebody share their problems or whatever and the importance of being in the word. Um, well, one, you can't, and we think about this in preaching, you can't give what you're not receiving in. So if you're not, imbibing the Word of God. How are you going to help? But then also the importance of of listening and listening to, to people and their, their problems so that you can respond in a thoughtful and caring manner. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things are so important. But again, if we're not in the Word of God, we, we're not going to do that. We're right. just going to give trite answers. That's right. Um, one other... Thing I wanted to bring out about the private ministry of the word. I've been reading David Pallison's book, Speaking the Truth in Love. He is a fantastic biblical counselor, and he was talking about the private ministry of the word. And he said, he said this. He said, we rightly see that the public ministry from the pulpit is crucial, but we often fail to see that interpersonal ministry in conversations is equally so. In fact, the quality of conversations in the church is proof of whether the public ministry is succeeding or failing to achieve Christ's goals. Hmm. So, just speaking to like our our church centers around the weekly Sunday gathering, mm-hmm. but that can't be the extent of it, right? You know, if people aren't ministering to one another, if we're not speaking the truth of God's word into one another's lives, we're going to be pretty shallow Christians, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he also talked about, and I had never thought about this, but Jesus does a lot of interpersonal ministry of the word uh, in Mark. I think it's chapter seven through eleven. there's 26 scenes where Jesus is speaking in in those in four of those he's demonstrating by action his ministry of the Word. Uh, in 18 of them, though the other uh, they are our private ministry where he's interacting with a single person or just a couple people specifically applying the Word of God to their instances. So I think mm-hmm. that's a model for us mm-hmm. in the church. Um, anything else that you want to say on this?
0: I don't think so. I mean, for me, Mm because I I think we've kind of given people just a general idea of what we're talking about. And again, we weren't trying to get into too much as far as, you know, this could go on. You know, we could have a number of uh, four hour podcast. Yeah. Or, you know, a series in it or something. But um, just that understanding of what is biblical counseling. Mm -hmm. You know, it is using the Bible to counsel somebody, Mm -hmm. not just using the Bible, but all your counsel is coming from the Bible. What does God's word speak into whatever issue you're dealing with? And we believe that whatever issue you're dealing with, God's word has something to say to you about it to give you direction and
1: guidance. So, yeah, an encouragement to become more skilled for all of us. Realize that you have a responsibility to be counseling one another. Right. Well, we thank you for listening to The Calvary Cast. We hope this conversation has been an encouragement and a help to you and maybe has prompted your thinking in ways that you had not thought about before. You hadn't thought of yourself as a biblical counselor. Well, now you can realize that you are. So uh, if you have questions or comments or things you'd like to discuss in this area, you can always email us at thecalvarycast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you're part of our church, just come up and talk to us or give us a phone call or shoot us a text. We'd love to hear from you. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people, and the great commission. So until next time.